This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You've reached another Joy 94.9 podcast. The hottest event on the LGBTIQ calendar is the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And this is Joy. Thanks to our Joy sponsors, Virgin Australia, who'll fly you there, Airbnb, who'll put you up for your stay, and Go Get, who'll drive you around in style. Then have the time of your life celebrating the Money Grab Parade with a view Money Can't Buy at the Joy 94.9 VIP broadcast. An unforgettable experience you don't want to miss. For a chance to win, donate $5 to Joy via joy.org.au. Enter as many times as you like. There's no limits. The more times you donate $5, the more chances you have to win. But do it before. Feb 17. T's and C's apply. See joy.org.au. The joy of summer. The joy of Mardi Gras. Joy 94.9. Sci-Fi and Scream Undead, a podcast of Joy 94.9 with Sonya the Squeamer and Clay Talks. This is Sci-Fi and Squeam Undead and <laughs> kind of wish we were dead. No. No, we do not. No, well, we do not. No, Cut that it's out. not us we wish we Sorry were dead. Uh, <laughs> so this Punch podcast, a Nazi. Well, oh, yeah. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> you don't like the punch nuts? I think? don't like the idea that violence is a way to solve anything. It could be a metaphorical punch. It could be. Punch can be a drink. I don't think it's a metaphor, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hashtag dystrumpia. It's interesting. I, I will point out that the fact mm. that I don't think of violence is a way to solve anything, he says on the horror program. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Dystrumpia. Dystrumpia. Which mm. is, this is a podcast for what you can do to find out how the world's going to be in about a year's time. <laughs> Well, how the world is already going in some places. Absolutely. You know? Well, that's what I mean. This is the yeah. very <coughs> working that path towards what mm. it's going to be in a year. And we're looking at dystopical. Dystopical science fiction. Usually Which, science fiction. So Science fiction. Mm. Uh, there's plenty of horror in it usually though as well. Yeah, but yeah. Hum- the horror of humanity. Mm. But this by far is my favourite genre. I love dystopias. Why? What is dystopia? Who knows? A dystopia <laughs> is a is the opposite of a utopia, which yep. is the, the utopia being the perfect society. Dystopia is a failed society where mm. people are generally oppressed, and it's a very common part of it anyway. Dystopia, yeah, I think I guess the problem with that the idea of utopia, the I O dis idea of dystopia is made up as a construct by white culture a western culture viewpoints and ideals. Mm-hmm. For some people in the world, it is a dystopical now. 
Oh, I'm quite comfortable with that, definitely. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're living Just in America saying. at the moment. No, I shouldn't say especially. Well, but yeah, in but parts yeah. of America. Uh, yeah. Parts like we mean in parts of the socioeconomic um, environment, whatever it might be. Mm. Or if you're a person of colour. Or if you are someone who is of an immigrant background, which is probably everyone there. Um, pretty and much. Trump, for example. For example, <laughs> yes. And, of course, for people who are Indigenous, there's so much happening. Mm. And we are seemingly... It, it's a dystopical now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And... It's not the future, though. So, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I no, know. look, I, you are correct. I was. Yeah, I am I always correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I know. It's not true. I it's just, not... you know, correct you right behind my mind. <laughs> no. All right. So we've got a list of all these dystopian films. Um, some we know lots about, and some are just ones mm. we are now interested in after hearing about them. So, uh, the biggest one that people are talking about in connection to Trump is nineteen eighty four. Which yes. George Orwell's classic novel, and where the phrase the Orwellian esque society or that sort of thing came from, where because mm. George Orwell, in a number of his works, talked about how society can fail. And I mean, that's where the term uh, Big Brother is watching you Absolutely. comes from. And of course, we all know where that led to. Well, what is now? You know, we're being watched all the time. We're being watched and analysed. We're being watched right now. We're being recorded mm-hmm. because we cannot be trusted. Because someone has decided in the hierarchical, you know, power of things, in the hierarchical environment, that there will always be people that you have to control and always people that will be out of control. So you have to try and control them too. That's and pretty much a prim usually, mm. usually those people who need to be controlled are women, people of colour, and not white people. Yeah, but pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Not white people and yeah. not male white yeah. people usually. Occasionally queer people, depending on the country. But, yeah, um, yeah so... Mm. I um, mean, 1984 is a book, first published back in 1949. Um, this novel is... Yeah, it's, it's most miserable read you can have but incredibly powerful read as well and certainly yeah like even when you analyze it even when you up to a level even as a kid I think I read it when I was about 10 I didn't understand it but it just it gave me nightmares just from that level of um my youthnessness and it's been so influential absolutely and like it has it's really fed into a lot of dystopias and other novels as well. But a lot of people are actually saying that a better allegory for the current situation is A Brave New World. A mm. lot better than Elders Huxley. Elders Huxley. Um, so why are they saying that? I mean, I'm not such a... I don't know enough about Brave New World. As you might, I don't know as that much imagine. about it. So, no, I'm not... I have never actually seen A Brave New World. So... It's um, in a futuristic totalitarian utopia society. Mm. Babies are created through genetic engineering. Everyone has a predestined place in society and their minds are combined to follow a condition to follow the rules. Mm. A tragic outsider jeopardizes the status quo. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's it was published before um, George Orwell's uh, experience, uh, you know, 1984, 1932. Um, I mean, reproductive technology, things like that, are really and psychological manipulation, po- on point, on point, absolutely, absolutely. marketing uh, today as we see it, and and um, the management of 
of people and particularly when it comes to reproduction is certainly been with us you know the rights of women's bodies to the right of women to control, control their, their bodies, bodies yeah. abortion rights and things like that is certainly you know real real life um real life news real life experiences and yeah uh i mean i can't argue with that but and with um some of the other work he later did like island and um back in 62 looking at replicants and you know androids and mm. the cloning the cloning issue yeah Aldous Huxley a pretty amazing person you know it was the island the basis for that the movie the island yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. um so look uh, another great writer but I think with the thing with George Orwell would have to be his experience and real life experience mm. not taken away from Aldous's life experiences I'm, I'm sure he had a lot of things to feed uh you know, his stories and where they came from. But for Orwell, it was because he was out there on the front lines uh, during the... Uh, Communist. The um, Civil War, oh, the yeah. Spanish Civil War. Mm-hmm. So he actually fought in the Spanish Civil War. Oh, really? Yes, so he was a very uh, interesting man, um, a very socialist sort of background, uh, but also a colonising background, like... British India and things like his experiences and background there. Um, you know, um, he was in Burma. He down and out in Paris, London and Paris. Great book. So he experienced um, uh, homelessness. He experienced poverty. He could see what that was doing uh, to people and to societies and communities. And, of course, uh, yeah, the Spanish Civil War was a very big uh, um, life experience for him. Um, he didn't stay very long, but you know he hung out with people like Henry Miller. Yeah, uh, dining with Henry Henry Miller in Paris. Mm, yeah, and I believe he fought on the side of the Independent Labour Party. I think, or more of the sort of communist side yeah. than the um, anarchist side, or as such. Um, although I think he was probably. Ended up being more of an anarchist, I think, in a way. But don't judge me on that. I'm, I'm not an expert in his life story. But um, he joined Poom, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, uh, look, the Spanish Civil War had a massive effect on the future of Western civilization, and all of us today wouldn't be here because of what happened there. A little war, they called it, but a massively important war where people were divided. It was a fascist war. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first real fascist war and where Hitler and Mussolini gave troops and armaments and even bombed uh, Spain in the, on the side of the uh, aristocratic Catholics, you know, right-wing hmm. military coup that it became. So if anyone's looking for, I think, someone who understood... What it was to what be nationalism and what and, yeah. you know what these things do and what right wing and left wing politics can do definitely George Orwell and then of course he fed that into things like homage to Catalonia and of, which is about his time at in in Spain fighting the good fight and of course yeah nineteen eighty four which came out in nineteen forty nine so I think this is why this book is so important mm. and of course everything that's has spiraled from it 
So, yeah, I totally get why people are calling it... 1984. Now and the stumpier times. I think we can even give it a minor shout-out to Animal Farm as well. Oh, God, even that, more so, probably. Oh, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> certainly the pig part. Yeah. But, uh, so, but that, that, that examination of class and power mm. and, yeah. And that has my one of my favourite quotes in any book, which yeah. is, all animals are created equal, some are more equal than and others. Yeah, yeah. Is what is it? Uh, four legs good, two legs better. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that and wall. so on. And it's a great what book. What a man. What an amazing mm. gifted artist George Orwell was. Sticking my teacher hat on for one oh, second. I'm just glad. one second. Yep. Uh, Animal Farm is a great book because kids can access it at a certain level. Mm. And then adults at another level. And eventually those two come together. So, and uh, if you've I've seen the anim- have you seen the animated film? I Fabulous. have. Yeah. I would prefer the book. But <laughs> oh, the book's great. Yeah. But yes, look, um, it's, you know, he, uh, the first publication, it says Animal Farm, a fairy story mm-hmm. by George Orwell. I don't think it was a fairy story. <laughs> no, f- published in 1945, so just... At the s- end of the war. Just at, well, within days, mm. pretty much. Um, That's a great cover. Oh, it's a great cover. I just love that. You can't see it, of course, but yep. it's it's green and brown. Not gray. brown. That's gray. Gray, yeah. gray and green. <clears throat> it's beautiful. It is. It's mm. that very 1940s style, post-fascist, post-imperialistic style. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it just it's about dictatorship, brutal Absolutely. dictatorship, but animals are the allegory. Animals are mm. the motif for that. Absolutely. So, mm. On a farm, you know, it's amazing. So Hence the name. Frightening. Um, mm. the, I mean, in researching this, I also found another book I haven't read, but I'm actually mm. quite interested in reading, um, called Article 5, which is about more related to the reproductive rights we were talking about. Okay. But um, mm. a young adult dystopian novel, Article 5, Simmons's debut novel, and that's Christian Simmons, was mm-hmm. released to critical acclaim in 2012, demonstrating that the genre is alive and well. The US is run by an ultra-conservative federal bureau for mm. reformation, and mm-hmm. a child born out of wedlock is technically illegal. A fight for survival ensues with scenes of torture and darkness aplenty. Mm. And like, and this is what's going to happen, is that people are going to be not necessarily having illegal babies, but illegal abortions and... Like just and which are so dangerous and harmful and fatal. So yeah, mm. it's just it's just pushing the limits to you know the common decency to fellow humans to each other. The humanity will be lost, you know, because so many things are at the moment are being attacked and pulled apart. In the US, I know that's not us, and I've had people say, "Oh, why are you talking about the American politics all the time?" Because what's it going to do with us? Because well, because we live in a global community. Economically, it's going to affect us. Um, uh, politically, ethically, philosophically, psychologically, right now, it's affecting us in a very deep and and um, disturbing way. I believe it's, and it's not just because social media is full of it. Someone said. To me, but yes, it is. But we need to remember how these things can turn into something really hideous. And we've all, well, we should all realize that these are the very things that turned into one of the most disturbing times of human history, which was the Second World War, as mm-hmm. it was called. Um, and they sort of in Nazi Germany it generally mm. focused on the the effects on the Jews, but um, people of color, queer people. Mm. Well, let's look at the triumphant. Let's look at the the. Mm. The excess of evil, the excess of power, Mm -hmm. which was Japan, which was a fascist nation, Mm -hmm. still has a lot to answer for for that. Um, And the effects of that hasn't been righted, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. But also, uh, we've got Mussolini's fascist Italy. In fact, Italy was the most fascist in some ways, because Hitler was, um, Adolf Hitler was influenced by Mussolini. He, He 
surprised Mussolini. He Absolutely. said Mussolini was one of his all-time favourites. And um, I think people say the same thing in Australia. John Howard was very uh, popular with the Brexit mm. exit people, including that heinous man who um, is pretty much running the White House policy, yes. um, Bannon. And um, he, he mentions John Howard's policy about immigration and refugee um, banishment and, and Manus Island and Christmas Island, I mean, and Nauru. I mean, disgusting. Australia cannot in my opinion, sit by and go, well, the Americans have, have fucked things up because we've been a great, sadly, uh, an influence on that and have not, we haven't been accounting, you know, we haven't been acknowledging that. We need to acknowledge our own faults hmm. and how we are part of what's happening right now in the US. Yes. Actually. We need to go back further in history to start with those acknowledging <laughs> our faults, but hey. Yes, I know. Yeah, so. But mm. back to the sci-fi and dystopia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, um, look, a lot of posters around, no, I shouldn't say posters, um, banners or... Blackards, yes. Blackards, blackards yep. around during the, the marches were mm. um, A Handmaid's Tale is not a how-to guide. <laughs> so scary, which, and I I absolutely love this yeah. novel. And Margaret Atwood, amazing. She's just amazing incredible. Woman. And uh, my favorite novel is Oryx and Crake, which I won't go into right now. But that's mm. another Margaret Atwood dystopia future. So I mean, this is the book you gave to me for a present for Christmas. one Christmas. Yeah, actually, didn't give me a Christmas Christmas present this year. No, 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 wait, no sorry. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, that's when we were <laughs> friends. Yeah, no, that, and I just <laughs> forgot. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, and I mean, that was touching. <laughs> disturbing that yeah. you gave me that. It seemed like the, like the right type of present for you, though. Um, it is. It's, yeah. uh, you know, look, it's, it's definitely, re- I highly recommend it. It's considered speculative fiction. But yeah, she doesn't like the word um, sci-fi. She, she likes doesn't. speculative, oh, which um, is quite, you know, actually makes sense. And it came out in 1985. Perfect, because, you know, the Reagan era, the Thatcher era, mm-hmm. you know, similar echoes of time that we're seeing now, I guess. So if you, if you don't know it, mm. it's uh, the story of, of Fred, who is uh, a sexual slave mm-hmm. uh, in that she is raped once a week in order to try and impregnate her to get, cause she's one of the few women in the world who can still, sorry, few people, few women in this society of Gilead who can carry a baby. Mm. So she is used as a, that's basically, it's not, I shouldn't say basically, it is a sexual slave. Mm. So, and she has other duties within the house, but her main one is to get raped once a week in order to have a baby. So um, she ends up falling in love with, with the uh, limo driver. and But the higher rich people are the ones who are given these women. And so we, we see Serena Joy and uh, the, the, the Commodore. And mm. they're, they're trying to have a baby, Serena Joy being a former television star. Um, mm. in, in the pre-Gilead world. So, so it's, yes, yeah, very Old Testament. If you know your yeah. Old Testament, your Christian Old Testament, you'll see the uh, you'll see this is very um, similar in many of the constructs, and they do run it. Don't mm. they run Gilead is based, their idea of culture yeah. is based on the uh, Old Testament, which is a vile, Absolutely. Uh, a vile document oh, of hatred of... Oh, I mean, don't get me started on Christianity, but anyway. No, we won't. Uh, but the, the scenes in the book where um, queer people are, are nailed mm. to the wall and with mm. gender crimes written across their chest because right. they're, or gender betrayal, actually, I think it is. Very similar to uh, sex crime in Absolutely. 1984. Yeah. yeah. And the, even the name of Fred it actually comes from 
the owner of her being Fred. So she is of Fred. So it's yeah. very much like the uh, oppression and slavery of uh, people of color, well, African American people in the US at the time of slavery. Uh, you wonder why a lot of African American people have uh, similar surnames mm-hmm. Johnston, um, Jackson. Um, Son of Jack. No, no, the the name of the white slave owners. Oh, right, so yeah. You know, um, Jefferson, mm-hmm. because Mr. Jefferson had slaves and he was very pro having slaves mm-hmm. and kept slaves and impregnated and raped women, uh, mm-hmm. black slaves. So, you know, the history of America is built on, on slaves in an Old Testament style society. It's... Okay. Yeah, it's speculative fiction, all right. Yeah, it's <laughs> very exactly. close to the truth. The, the exciting mm. for me, yeah, because uh, there is a movie. Despite having a stellar cast, mm. it's not a great movie. It's I loved it. You loved it. Oh, okay, look, yeah. I mean, I guess when it came out, I saw it when it came out. Whenever that was, late eighties. Um, it was nineteen ninety, I think. Nineteen ninety. Oh, I I really loved it. I well, I liked Natasha. Richardson, may oh, she rest in peace. Um, wonderful actress, very much miss her. Talented and no, when it came out, it was a big, it was a big deal. Yeah, nothing was like this with so many women characters and actors, mm. and this uh, type and of story was revolutionary to be put on screen at the time. And I'm not certainly not trying to take um, away from those concepts, no, but no. I think just as a film, it didn't quite come together properly. So. And it's definitely not to do with the fact there's too many women because they're fabulous. Yeah, no, so, no. But I mean, that many. Mm. W- what I'm saying is that many women in a film. It, it's quite revolutionary. And that's yeah. Fair. It's with a strong story like that, um, and Volkner Schollendorf. I mean, you know, one of those ex East German directors because a whole bunch of you know, like anything in an oppressed society, mm. um, the Iron Curtain, as it was called, came down. The wall came down. Uh, in you know West Germany separating uh, East Germany and East Europe um, and with that came a whole lot of wonderful talent and these directors and these writers and people involved in this film uh, they experienced what it was like to be oppressed living under a, a, a terrifying dictatorship and communist uh, Eastern Germany let's not let's not just say you know the West has terrible dictatorships and fascism so does the so does the communist systems that have pretty much all fallen away except for a handful. But oppress, oppression, yeah, can be found on any. Um, Absolutely, because you know communism is a great concept. It's just that human nature it doesn't fails work. it. Yeah, because of human nature. So, well, white human nature. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the other, well, like not necessarily the rest- white. Let's well, face that's it. true. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Anyway. Men. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, oh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Serena Joy in yeah. the film. Robert Duvall. Mm. Um, Aidan Quinn. Mm. Elizabeth McGovern. There's like, the cast was fantastic. And look at the soundtrack. Ryuchi Sakamoto. Love oh, him. Okay. Who I did Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, that's cool. Very kind. Uh, very beautiful. Mm. Anyway. But, but the exciting news yep. is that they've made it into a hula. Mm, have made Hulu. it into a, Hulu. Sorry, have made it into. You can I, do I the Hulu. wrong. I uh, have made it into a TV series, and I know. which is coming out in it's April. Greatly anticipated, mostly by me. Um, mm. but <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is it's, April twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen, is the American release date. I don't have any information on the Australian one. Um, mm. From Madman, we have a sorry, strangely on the second page, Elizabeth Moss from um, mm. Madman. Yep, plays. Alfred. And Top of the Lake, isn't she in that? I don't, haven't seen Top of the Lake. Yeah. Yep. But my well, the part that excites me is um, Samira Wiley from Orange is New Black, who is my favourite part of an Orange is New Black. It's mm. playing Moira, which is one of the other 
hands people not not a handmaid but uh, a servant so mm. yeah um I think people are going to if people who have not been exposed to Margaret Atwood in particular this idea mm. I think they'll be a bit shocked yeah how could this happen really no, really That's come on a, people yeah <laughs> let's do some feminism study here <laughs> Um, Joseph Fiennes is also in there. Mm. It's the commander, not the commodore, as I said before. Mm. The commander. So it's, you know, not a bad cast either. It's promising and it's very timely. It's perfect. Mm. Great timing and it's such a great story. Mm. And it's definitely, if you haven't read the book, I really recommend reading the book. And if you haven't read Oryx and Crake, you need to read Oryx and Crake. It's... Like she's... Her name keeps popping up, Margaret Atwood. Like just... uh, Just a very smart, very... Yeah, very talented, uh, yeah, gifted icon, you know. Uh, another book that we, or yeah, bookends movies at time mm. is Fahrenheit 451, which is definitely about the control of knowledge, which is definitely mm. through Trump's lies um, that are pretty much hourly. Uh, he's definitely trying to control knowledge. Oh, yeah. Book burning, book things burning. like that. I so, mean, yeah, for, for Fahrenheit 451, it was um, the temperature at which freedom burns is one of the captions for that oh, film. Oh, okay. Which is a great concept. But it's four, fi- 451 is the temperature at which paper spontaneously combusts. Mm. So, um, And Ray Bradbury, of course, the Ray Bradbury, original absolutely. author for it. Um, and if you go back... Published in the 50s. So, yeah. 1953, the time of the, uh, of course, serious book burning in the US. And we saw the uh, uh, Senate and Congressional, uh, you know, hunting out the communists in Hollywood. And we s- that was... And also the Korean War was on and mm-hmm. North Korean War and South Korean War and another one of those American wars, other involvement and things. Uh, I'm thinking of the Francois Truffaut film, 1966. I've only seen the American version. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. which was... Pretty amazing. Yeah. But also, if you get a chance, what's really good, and I, I can't recommend it more highly, is the BBC radio dramatisation. There oh. is actually records of that. You can actually find it online. Uh, it's just wonderful. That, and that really engaging. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing like a really good audio series from Absolutely you know not. about a wonderful classical book like um, Fahrenheit 451. It will certainly uh, intrigue you and, and draw you in. Um, I, I definitely recognise it. Uh, recognise it. Yes, that's a, a Freudian slip. Well, just the one, dear. Uh, <laughs> just the one of many in this podcast. Um, now, I'm going to jump ahead because... Yeah. Oh, you wanted to say more about... No, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, I was just going to jump ahead to something else, so you jump ahead first. Oh, Blindness. Uh, the oh, film from right. 2008, based on uh, the a book by... Jose Saramago, who sadly passed away a couple of mm. years ago. I've read the book. The book is outstanding and absolutely creepy. I don't know what's been lost in translation, but anyway, fantastic. But the Brazilian-Canadian film version for 2008, wow, is uh, I loved it. merciless. Merciless. Yeah. It's it's and very confronting. Um, People w- wake up, don't they? Well, uh, it's yeah. a virus. Uh, it is that a virus causes that causes blindness, blindness, except for in a few people. Yeah. yeah. And what happens to society when no one can see? Well, that's it. They, they, they're, first of all, the, those, <laughs> that's not a metaphor, by Those the way. people who start going blind first are put into um, concentration camps, essentially. Basically, yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and to keep away from the rest of society. And mm. so the main character, played by Julia Moore, I can't remember the character's name, uh, fakes blindness to get into this place with her husband to keep her to husband safe. To keep her safe. husband safe. Um, it's a really disturbing. 
giving but film But Julianne Moore, love her. Mm. Mark Ruffalo, fantastic. Yeah. Gail Garcia Bernal. Oh, Menacing and creepy. Yeah. Um, Danny Glover. Wonderful. Um, Yoshino Kimura, who I can't remember, but still love the name. And Alice Braga. So it's got like this amazing mm. cast as well. Yeah, I could watch great. anything with Gail Garcia it's Bernal. It's hard to watch, but it's really, yeah. I, I absolutely really loved it. Film. And the I'm book. Not, is, I want to read the book now. I didn't even yeah, realize it was no, a Well, book. he's an author. He's a... Uh, Jose Saramago, very famous. Isn't um, well, uh, I believe he was Portuguese, so Brazilian Portuguese. No Portuguese, but of course in Brazil they speak Portuguese, mm-hmm. so it did well over there mm. and uh, passed away in 2010. That's a shame. Yeah, mm. very um, some very strong political views. Clearly, mm. uh, the referencing and metaphors that he's making about government and what they do to people who they don't want. <laughs> You know, people that are disposable. And Mm. we are seeing that happening as we speak uh, here in Australia. And, of course, most recently with the outrageous uh, ban on Muslims entering the country and immigration issues in the U.S. So, Unless they come from a country where Trump does business, then they're fine. Yeah, I think he does business with some of those places. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, the three well, Saudi Arabia is all right, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Um, uh, yeah. We'll pass so on that one. Is, uh, not, look, I'm not going to go into details yep. because we're run, we've actually run out of time, which is strange mm. for a podcast, but we have to get out of the studio. <laughs> um, the Chrysalids, which I haven't heard of, but I'm definitely going to try and check out. A Clockwork Orange, which mm. you could definitely see happening. Hunger Games. Oh, um, yes, the series of easily. books. Easily. Brilliant. I love Hunger Games. And young I'm, people can read that. No worries. No yep. problems. Uh, I'd probably say 12 and up as with my teacher on for a second. Really? Uh, another book I haven't read, but an interesting um, Uglies, which is about um, plastic surgery and forced public surgery to pa- plastic surgery to make everybody look pretty. Mm. So that's I think that's not that far off to be honest. Yeah, if yeah, you look yeah. at um, in media, antiviral so. would be another one yeah. in that respect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about uh, injecting yourself with the virus celebrity of a celebrity. Viruses. Yeah, that's, so you that's can get closer to their weird. experience. Yeah, very weird, but it is a Cronenberg. Well, it's Cronenberg's oh, right. son right. who made that. So is it good? Yes. Okay, I'm, very, I, I know it's, it's on. Very um, sick. <laughs> it's on Netflix, <laughs> I think. So I might watch mm. that. All right, we have to get out of the studio, otherwise people are going to look at us grumpy. <laughs> grumpy, cr- grumpy, trumpy. Yep. Can't have that. Um, yeah. So, look, we certainly do stand against what is happening in the US and Absolutely. anything that involves uh, oppressing people even further and marginalising people even more and deciding the fate of people who are totally have you know cause and do no harm. And that is immigration is built. I mean, America's built on immigration. Absolutely. I yeah. believe at some point they think their big statue that they love says, we give us your weak and... Statue of Liberty. That's yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, no, I knew it. I just didn't yeah. bother saying it. Um, give us your weak, your... Um, basically, give us Down your marginalized trolling. people yeah. and we'll help them. Of course. Unless they're... Uh, it's the yeah. smartest thing to do. Yeah. It's the only thing to do. Let's remember that. So this has been Distrumpia. We hope it doesn't remain Distrumpia, but... Um, Yes, hashtag Distrumpia, hashtag Sci-Fi and Squeam Undead. Uh, keep listening and keep uh, fighting those who will oppress. Hopefully we will not be dead others. by the time the next podcast comes up. <laughs> Hopefully we won't be assassinated yeah. by uh, the um, by morons. Yes. All right, you have been listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam Undead. I am Clayton Wimshurst, Claytox, and she is... Um, leaving the studio, Sonia Hammer. Sonia Hammer, all right. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I had another name, but it's forbidden now. So many things are forbidden now.
I know this must feel very strange. But ordinary is just what you're used to. <laughs> My name is Alfred, and I intend to survive. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.